Hello and welcome to Thickcast. Today I have joined with me the man behind Alpha Neon, Adrian. Hiya, how are you guys? So do you want to do a quick introduction to yourself, Adrian, who you are, what you're about, what you do? What I do? Um, I suppose I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. Um, yeah, basically I just own Alpha Neon and uh, I suppose design products and pretend to know what I'm talking about most of the time. That is really it. Cool. Do you want to like elaborate like what Alpha Neon is? Alpha Neon is just kind of I suppose a concept I came up with a while back of just like I suppose doing products I like and I use and kind of putting them into something. Obviously, I'd worked for um, some other companies in the past, um, Cellucor being one, and uh, yeah, just kind of got my I suppose cut my teeth in the industry doing that. Like I had Alpha Neon when I was really really young because I used to have like a personal training studio so I used to design a lot of the products that I felt I couldn't get for my clients uh, specifically for those needs so I kind of got into it then and then got an offer to do stuff with Cellicor and then put I suppose Alpha Nutrition as it was called back then onto the back burner and then picked it up later when I'd finished doing my stuff with Cellicor and some of the other brands I'd worked with in the past. How long have you had this? Well is it how long has it been Alpha Neon then? Four years maybe. About that. Yeah, about that. That's cool. I think. Could be a longer. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of like what we're gonna talk about with Adrian today is a lot about um different supplements, like what's in them, what are kind of the benefits of using some of them, what aren't the benefits. Obviously there's some products out there that are probably not even worth the money you spend on them. But there'll be a lot that are. So obviously whey is like a really popular product that people um, by like what makes a good whey protein and what is just not so good I don't think there's anything not so good I think it realistically the difference is so like we say the basic whey products like usually have whey concentrate whey isolate whey hydrosylate stuff like that in them and the difference is really the uptake and also say hydrosylate isolate that type of stuff um would have a lot of the lactose removed so really it depends on lactose intolerance um also the benefit of We'll say something like a whey protein isolate the biological value is kind of higher so like um well not biological value kind of the so f for instance to put it in i suppose understandable terms usually whey protein concentrate is about you absorb eight grams of it for every 10 grams that you ingest um so it's usually 80 percent. so you'll see a lot of that whey protein. and that's just like your standard whey protein yeah whey protein concentrates that wouldn't have the lactose removed so it's probably one of the cheaper ones to use in most products mm. so it's more i suppose more affordable for most people to use a yeah. whey protein concentrate then you have isolate which is i suppose looked on as i suppose the more premium and that's usually about a 90 percent. so again the, again 90 percent. that's how much so for every 10 grams you get nine grams out of that that you usable protein so to speak i guess like you're going to much more scientific detail but that's just it so and that would have most of the lactose removed so the problem is, is like see say a lot of people don't want to take much dairy in the system or they have kind of those issues they'd obviously stick to that or you could i guess go down the route of vegan or you could go down the road of a road of like um you've got like salmon based protein now you have uh beef protein isolate you know that type of stuff yeah. that you could get where there's no dairy involved in that but yeah mainly like a re like it just it just really depends on your budget really like i do prefer personally isolates myself but like something like super four we made a blend in that um so that has a myriad of different um way of different protein um uh, sources just for the simple fact of absorbency rates so we've had like you know fast medium slow release proteins mm. in there so because what i found as well with a lot of people is not everybody's going to eat 
every two fucking hours like let's be realistic like you know and if you're not like massively into bodybuilding and you know you're just doing it to kind of be on a cut or get ready for holidays and stuff like you might be eating like four meals a day and like so you want kind of constant amino acids to help keep the body anabolic as much as you can so like yeah. you want a constant source of amino acids in the blood and if you've got those slow releasing proteins in there and then a protein like that i find is much more um kind of user friendly as as opposed to like because you'll hear people go i've got to have my bedtime protein my casein or i've got yeah, to have yeah. you know my post workout protein and my morning and you know that it it, it, be, it disseminates into something that's a bit strange so <laughs> i think yeah i think like we've tried to make something i guess from my perspective of stuff i use because yeah i'm not every, i'm not going to eat every two hours sometimes like i'm going right. to other things are going to come up and stuff like that and I, I, I also as well as that what people don't understand with whey protein i say absorbing so quickly sometimes you don't get the whole um benefit from it because it, it's much more i suppose um your body is able to kind of absorb that much better kind of like especially after training and stuff when you've mm-hmm. got all the muscle breakdown and everything else that's when isolates really shine on their own whereas like if you just take it like regular to you at the day sometimes it can go through the body so quick it's not getting absorbed as as efficiently as it should yeah also as well as that like one thing to look at which i think a lot of people don't tend to is really uh, enzymatic profiling and a lot of people go, oh, I'm, I'm allergic to this, or I'm allergic to that. It's, a lot of the time it's not, like, unless you've, like, some anaphylactic shock, yeah. like, you're going to lick a seashell and go into, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, other than that, like, I think a lot of it has to do with enzymatic profiling, and people don't tend to add a lot of that stuff into their, their I suppose, their daily routine. They, they tend to bypass a lot of these things for other supplements that, they, that are deemed, I suppose, more... Um, I suppose even more popular, just more yeah. needed when realistically, like if you can't ingest the food or break it down anyways, away from even just protein, but just food itself, it's like <laughs> you're going to throw enough of shit at a wall that eventually it'll stick. So yeah. if your body can't assimilate it, and that's what I find when people say, oh, I'm lactose, a lot of times it's not your lactose intolerant. What it is, mm-hmm. you probably cut it out of your diet for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And then your enzymatic profiling isn't there to actually break down that food. So I think a lot of people have to kind of look at those other avenues too, you know. Um, and obviously there's things like, I suppose people are, uh, you know, have researched a lot more like GDAs, glucose disposal agents and stuff like yeah. that for shuttling carbs and amino acids into the system. But again, you have to get the timings right with that too. Like I think a lot of people don't tend to look at when the most efficacious times for taking that type of stuff is. And then to see, I think... The issue that I have sometimes is a lot of people say, oh, it's, it's good for cheap meals, you know, it's going to shuttle all that yeah. in. But like, you know, no, it's not really the way it works. So I think knowledge is power and do a little bit, bit of research with that because these type of things can be so much more beneficial than just slapping any old thing. And yeah. I, I see a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll buy a really cheap source of protein, like a really cheap product. And that's great, like if that's in your budget, but then they'll add on 15 other products that they that have no benefit for what they're trying to achieve and i think that's what you need to look at like you need to look at your immune system you need to look at your you know even your organ health like and people go oh that's only if i'm taking x y and z it's like well no your organ health is there like we all have the same organs i think the fallacy about like people who train a lot and bodybuilders as such from what i can see is um the thing is like superhuman organs or there's (laughs) you know it's like mate you're only putting extra muscle on your body so you're actually putting more pressure on your body and the more the the healthier you need to make those organs for the simple like even if you're just doing natural bodybuilding like you Mm -hmm. need to look at that because you know the liver is like the dumb truck of the system 
and you know you need to look at blood pressure as well because a lot of people think oh blood pressure is just do if i take gear or something no, blood pressure do body weight yeah you know the more muscle you have the more blood volume you're going to have within the system and like for me it's almost like the filter in your car you know like it, it, you've got to change that every so often you've yeah. got to clean that out and that's what i think the liver is but like you know almost like in a car that i think the the kidneys are really the engine for most especially for bodybuilding so like people tend to not keep an eye on their blood pressure a lot or if they keep an eye on it they're not looking at what is causing it there you know and i yeah. think they need to look at that whereas i think we're told as bodybuilders especially in off season is do as little cardio as you can do this and it's like well do a little bit more cardio and eat more food you know what i mean yeah, you know yeah. be healthier you know keep those structures there look at your sodium levels look at your blood pressure look at the reasons that that might be high have you got hypertension you know like look into these because there are obviously a lot of bodybuilders now that are dying of heart mm. attacks and things yeah well i guess there's a lot of I guess there's a lot of different avenues to go down. Like, obviously, the mainstream media would have you believe it's just all steroid use. Yeah. Well, well, no, no, it's not. Like, in bodybuilding, obviously, we use diuretics and stuff like that. And obviously, you know, that has a massive reaction mm -hmm. to that. Like, um, But also just the, the rapid waking can have a lot of issues yeah. with that. Also, viruses and different things, you know, in the system. Again, it goes back to the whole adage a lot of bodybuilders are very into like we're almost superhuman and because you feel amazing because you yeah. can lift this and because you can lift that and because of this sometimes there's two two veins of thought some people a lot of people i see they don't want to train hard they don't want to put the fucking work in a lot of the time and they're trying to use different things to get to that avenue quicker whereas like old school training does have its its absolute place and just yeah, balls to the is. wall but there's also the other school that yeah there's going balls to the wall all the time but if your body's absolutely just fucked you need to take some time off and reset that yeah. body you know and don't be afraid to do that it's not that you're less hardcore it's just you're going to have more longevity in these things and you know i think blood work like obviously you've got the blood labs out nowadays and we have a lot more uh, access to these type of things yeah um, which was never no. before even like when i started which wasn't long ago at all like no. there just wasn't no 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 like back in the day i used to just go to the doctor and make up some shit just to get a blood test so I could yeah. see my blood panels and kind of figure out what the fuck was going on. Um, and, you know, they're always frowned upon it. Like, the first thing, like, especially, like, not every doctor, but a lot of doctors, like, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to? And it's like, mate, I just don't want to look like you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm good. I'll take the risks with the positive, as long as they're mitigated risk and as long yeah. as I can, you know, pull them back when I need to. Um, and, and that's the thing is, like, I think especially with the bodybuilding nowadays, like I do like the, the fact that you've got like, I suppose men's physique there now is much more prevalent and even classic bodybuilding. Like, you know, I love bodybuilding first and foremost, I ain't going to lie. But the good thing about it is it's not just all size, 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 no. size. And that's a good you've thing. You've got a lot of more of a choice that you can be part of the sport Yeah. without pushing to those extremes if you don't feel comfortable doing so. Mm. And also there's more natural federations and stuff now yeah. where if you don't, want to be doing these things you you don't have to yeah and i i think you know that's that definitely comes into play and i think people mm. just have to understand that you have a choice you don't have to i think the only issue i've ever had with bodybuilding is the genetic component is uh isn't looked on as much as it should be mm. and what i mean by that is is like if i take it like a i don't know tub of protein say here mate you're gonna look like arnie in four weeks you're like yeah. oh fuck yeah you know what i mean i'm definitely yeah i'll take that and if i go all right mate I, here's this other something you're gonna run faster to you you say in bolt in three weeks you'll be like fuck off do you know they they don't believe yeah 
you know, even though they're genetic differences, but like it's the same genetic anomaly that you would have to have to get to that level. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's like the genetic, you know, you've got myostatin negativity, you have bone structure, you know, everything, even partitioning, nutrient partitioning mm-hmm. is a big thing on how you can absorb food or, you know, and what you want to do. Like bodybuilding is not easy. Like, you know, especially like actual bodybuilding, like trying to get your body weight up. Even for some of those men's physique guys nowadays, like they're huge, some of them. Guys. Yeah. They're really, not really, small not, not at all. And even if you look at some of the classic guys in the off season, they're huge dudes and they're relatively lean. I think the only thing is like a lot of people are saying, oh, their conditioning is phenomenal. Yeah, because they have to make a weight. So yeah. they're actually having to get their body weights down. So I think that's why their condition is even more. Whereas in open bodybuilding, it's not as pertinent. You know, it, 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 there's a much different look nowadays than even 10 years ago where it's mm. like there's a much more round bubbly look that people are pushing whereas before it was like a, a slightly leaner like sucked in type of look that they're looking mm. for but like you know when people bang on about the, the golden age you know versus even the 90s and the, they're different types like you know like yeah. the, i think a lot of the champions would still be champions to a certain degree back then it's good to look back and you know learn from it but they have a much different look nowadays that they're going for and that, like whatever the like whatever you're told is the look they're going for that's what you're going to have to do or you're going to lose yeah and that's the reality of it like i love 90s bodybuilding like that was the year i grew up in like you know i'm an old fuck so i love that look but i can see the reasons of why the physiques look different nowadays and obviously it's to do with like other components of stuff they're pushing like because knowledge is power but it's also sometimes it can disseminate into rubbish you know whereas yeah. people are just utilizing it as a crutch or they're just overusing certain things and you can see it in the physiques they look a lot different nowadays and you know whatever your preference is but like if people keep pushing the weight limits of guys you know five eight five seven walking on stage at 240 250 pounds of complete muscle that is a huge amount of stress on the body oh massively yeah you cannot do that for long periods because your body's just not designed to be that heavy it's, it's just not designed to have that much muscle. Yeah. You can be heavy, you know, like people have different bone structures, but I mean, when you've that much muscle uh, and, you know, the amount of blood that's flowing through that and even just to facilitate your, you know, your BMI off, that would be mm. ridiculous, you know? So bodybuilding is, is really cool and it's given me everything, but there's also massive pitfalls that people need to look at. And if you're not going to be a pro bodybuilder, pushing it to these extreme limits to win a local show to me is fucking nonsense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, look, you you own your own body. You can do whatever mm. the fuck you want. But I think sometimes people need to step in and say, look. Things be realistic about it. Yeah. And too many people aren't. I, th- I think so. And, like, I don't know if that's, like, people that's coaching them or anything's fault. But, like, at the end of the day, they're due to do a job. And I understand, like, if you're getting paid to do a job, you're going to do the job. Like, I'll always be honest with people and just say, look enjoy this enjoy the journey mm. but taking fucking f- you know 50 grand's worth of gear a year to just step on and win maybe win top three in a local show you're fucking ridiculous man. yeah do you know what i mean i'm not saying people do that I'm, I'm obviously being you know exaggerating a lot but i mean like that you know i i hear what some people take and it's just like you're fucking nuts man you know what <laughs> I mean? you're fucking nuts because you don't have the genetic component to do it's like building a race car and you're missing a wheel like you like unless they put that wheel on the car it's just never going to be there and no. it's it's what i see a lot of the time like like i would would i love to be pro body of course i would of course anybody would that picks yeah. up a weight <laughs> who the fuck isn't you know that that's something you, you know you have your pictures on the walls like for me it was like you know flex wheeler you know dorian yates you know all of those guys like all the 90s guys that we were all you know like i love flex wheeler so you thought he you know thought it looked fucking incredible you know you had sean ray and all that i know obviously 
Seanus knows, you know, sometimes Holton's is out a lot, but uh, for a bodybuilder, you know, phenomenal physique, yeah. you know what I mean? And you've got to, you've got to look at that. Even, you know, you've guys, guys over here like Charles Clemente that I think never got just deserves amazing physique. And even like, you know, where I am, sometimes I, I get to see Lee Powell, who I, who I loved his physique too, you know, and like just different, different levels of physiques, but like those guys relied on hard training and they had the genetic predisposition yeah. to do it. Like even if, there was never any gear involved in the sport. They would still be up there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, they might look the same, but they'd still be up there. Same with Phil Heath, same with all of these guys. Yeah. And I think people just don't understand that. Like, they just think, oh, if I take that, I'm going to look like Ronnie. Ronnie, tra Ronnie trained naturally for a long, long time and mm. supposedly turned pro naturally. And I believe that because of the amount of size he put on as a pro. But that guy trained like a fucking freak, did every body part twice a week and trained ridiculously heavy and somehow managed to grow and recover. So obviously he's a genetically an anomaly. And I remember Victor Balco of Balco Labs years ago, he invented the clear and stuff like that which uh, marion jones and all those guys take but he supposed we did a study with like 20 of the top bodybuilders at the time and he said like flex wheeler was myostatin negative probably one of the most genetically um, blessed bodybuilders of all time myostatin is you know belgian blue bulls the double muscle oh right yeah. so yeah it, it, there's no restriction on real muscle growth so i mean that's what you have like in these people and like you know it's all well and good saying ah oh, you know you see him and say oh, i could beat that guy standing person beside them and yeah. it's a whole fucking different ball game like you know the time i seen even phil heat 2011 in person on the on stage and i was like holy fuck that guy doesn't look 3d he looks four fucking d and like people <laughs> go oh, he's not i'm like that guy looked fucking ridiculous you know ridiculous like his glutes his hamstrings everything so i think that's the only thing i hate about it is like it's the only sport where people can say you know, because like, it's like as a kid, like most guys would have kicked a football around, you know, and you know instantly that kid, if he's going to be like Ronaldo or Messi or one of these yeah, guys, yeah. or fucking, you know, whatever, or when I was a kid, like Maradona or Pele or whoever the fuck it was, or George Best or whatever. But I mean, you know instantly if that kid is any good. And if he's not, you're like, he's never going to just suddenly learn to be that. It's, just not, yeah. it's not a learned thing. It's a genetic, you know, comp and it's the same with bodybuilding. And like, you can you get really really good can you artwork certain people yeah you can but even the people yeah. that they said like you know even uh, you know i heard like branch warren several times say i didn't have the genetics of these guys yeah but he was still a freak at 17 still had massive quads yeah. look like a freak been training in a year still look like a fucking freak bet jay cutler you know and it's like he still looked amazing for like two years of training and probably wasn't on anything back then so it's just like still look like a freak still won the nationals you know and the teen nationals whatever he won back then so it's like that's genetics mate like you yeah. and you either have it or you don't and i think that's that's the key to like understanding that and enjoying then the sport for what it is because it can give you so much as opposed to taking away from you because it can take a lot if you let it yeah absolutely you know um i think we went a bit off tangent there Sorry. <laughs> My fault. it's fine i know you were going to yeah. it's gonna be like the longest podcast i've got Sorry. so many questions for you as well okay. you get through I'll, I'll bullet point them okay the next question, because it was uh, it was going to be about supplements, actually, this podcast. You can edit that out. Edit most Just of edit, that like, the last edit. 20 minutes out. Yeah, yeah that's, that's cool. <laughs> no, I won't. This is fine. Was kind of, like, the differences in, like, pump products and pre-workouts. Pump products. Oh, you mean, like, stim-based pre's or... Pump? Yeah, because I think some people, it's just, like... Well, I guess, like... Do they it... take a stim for... You know, do they take a pre-workout because they just want some energy? Well... Mm. Well, there, no. there's, there's, you see, the, the thing is, there's so many different, like, um, ingredients that pertain to 
giving a pump and then the problem with it is is like when when you're designing like for, for me right so designing something like onslaught for instance which some people would take it in a, a very strong pre-workout but like obviously it's called dark side onslaught it's not called yeah. teddy bears fucking picnic you know what i mean so <laughs> you know what i mean like we're not we're, i'm never gonna touch that part of it no no it, it, it to be honest like if you start off like you know even for some people who are a little bit worried about like a high stim type of product the thing is like the kick for me to do stuff is parlaying different ingredients that they either upregulate each other or don't contra you know affect the other so like the problem with like making a stim product and a pump product stim ingredients most of the time vasoconstrict which basically means so when you're so as a human being when we're like neolithical beings so to speak and you know um out in the wild i guess cavemen and women as we were back in the day when you used to get like or even just any time i suppose like when you get in a fight your body tries to draw so adrenaline kicks in body vasoconstricts pulls all the blood vessels away from the top of the skin so if you get cut you don't bleed out yeah that's the main reason so you get that fight or flight scenario so a lot of stimulants will work on i suppose adrenaline type of stuff mm. not for all of it. i'm just again generalizing and vasoconstrict vasodilate and stuff which is usually pump stuff um opens up the blood vessels and allows more blood to get in there so once that happens um obviously you're trying to get oxygen into the you know you're oxygenating the bloodstream you're also like getting that pump feeling because obviously yeah. there's more blood volume going towards the muscles so a lot of the time when you're trying to make these products it's a balancing act because you're trying to go to france to go to scotland yeah and like a lot of people which i find strange with especially onslaught if they're taking the full two scoops because you can start with half scoop one scoop or two scoops yeah depending on which way you're going um with it and um it's made out like that you know it's got like 60 servings or 30 servings in it and it says on the label but if you're taking a full two scoops of that you really don't need any other pump precursors would it like you shouldn't need it because it has enough in there um at a half scoop yeah you could add some more but what we've tried to do with from my perspective like it's not like i don't know what other people are doing in most of the products i'd be honest with you i don't tend to take heed of what most people do because there's two reasons for that i don't want to be influenced by what other people are doing yeah and i also want to kind of base something on what i like yeah um and don't get me wrong you get inspired by other things and we you know as a british company we're only allowed to take from a certain amount of stuff and that's it like some of the some of the ingredients we're not allowed to use and different things like that that are restricted in other countries as opposed to here etc etc um so like what i try to do with onslaught was use a lot of um nootropics in there as well so the vasoconstriction aspect wouldn't be as prolonged and also we you know like what you can use in a lot of pre-workouts is stuff like um glycerol monosterate or glycer pump or whatever they want to call it um so glycerol monosterate is a pure version glycer pump is like 65 percent um glycerol um and the reason with that that's that's called osmolytic so there's yeah. certain ingredients that are osmolytic osmolytes bind water to the muscles so you can take kind of as much stim as you want with a product like that so say say if you did just have a pure stim product like mm -hmm. something like the original dark side and it's just pure stim yeah. And you're taking something like even our stim pill, which is our uh, dark side reload, and you just want to get a pump with it along with it. A really good addition to that would be glycerol, because that wouldn't affect the stimulant. The more of each that you add, it dissipates a little bit of it, so it's a yeah. balancing act. So when we were doing stuff like onslaught, because I wanted to be a step up from the original dark side, which was just a stim based product, um, you know, very kind of straight line, very linear in its approach, and um, that's why. It's, it, so a lot of people as well. I think underestimate nootropics as well. 
um, just for the upregulation of how he can feel with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they don't tend to, they don't realize that he can almost have a little bit of a stim feeling with it. And even grains of paradise as well, like which is predominantly using a lot of fat burners. We use that in there as well because it had um, well twofold. It's it's helping with the or white fat to brown fat and then using that as an energy source um, and also that will kind of have a slight thermogenic effect in the body but it also mitigates energy and also has a slight euphoric feeling to it so again that parlays into the nootropic type of stuff and it's also yeah. making your body use energy in it there as well um, so yeah as I said like you know turning that white fat to brown fat and then your body is able to kind of utilize that as an energy source as well but again these are the type of things because sometimes on a panel people read it and go mm, I've seen stuff with more of this or more of that and that's how they base it off when it's it's a balancing act a yeah, lot of the time yeah more's not necessarily always better no definitely not especially when it comes to the thin pump trying to balance that out yeah. it's a very kind of like it is a balancing act um, and I see like you know obviously sometimes when I'm showing panels which I am on a regular basis mm. like I do have a shop and I am aware of other products but I try my best to try not be too much influenced by that mm. because I think if you are then you could just go oh I came up with a great idea and oh what if we do this and what if you do that and then I go oh, fucking rid of that off you know you just yeah, don't yeah. want to do that like and sometimes as well you can kind of look back on other ingredients that aren't being utilized as much anymore and realize you know they have a great functionality within what you're trying to build mm. so I think really it just depends on the person like I'm a big fan of like if I'm training later at night I'll use a pump and nootropic type of product with yeah. a little bit of caffeine um, the reason that I like a little bit of caffeine in there it's a really good driver system for all the other nutrients and nutrient uptake um, and I think people miss that side of it they think oh it's just energy and it can burn fat and suppress appetite yeah. but it's really good like if you put like like for instance Maximum Carnage we put like 150 milligrams of anhydrous in there or caffeine anhydrous and uh, the whole reason for that really is to upregulate all the rest of the nootropics and the pump products that are in there and it works really really well um, but would that be a small enough amount though that you could still go home and go to yeah sleep? yeah well i i feel personally like you know i i think unless you're taking a pre-workout like 11 o'clock at night and going to bed at 12 or something ridiculous yeah. like that then no but i think if you have like two or three hours before the four hours before yeah. you should be fine especially if you've worked out intensely enough and i think if you're not going to work out that intensity like for me like when people do biceps and taking like three scoops pre-workout ridiculous stuff like that i'm just like what are you doing mate yeah. you know what i mean like um and i think as well as that like if you are taking a lot of stimulants take some time off those products you know you know come away after eight weeks or something you know give your your cns a little bit of a, a recuperation phase and i think like for me look are pre-workouts necessary no not at all like no. i make them and I love pre-workouts, but they're not a necessity. Like, you know, pre-workouts didn't exist 20 years ago. There's still amazing physiques. Yeah. Well, maybe 25 years ago. Um, I think the first one really, I suppose, that came out was Ultimate Orange by Dan Duchesne, which was one. <laughs> so it's just incredible product. But anyways, there was a lot of stuff you could put in there at the time. But yeah, that was that was amazing, that stuff. Um, but I mean, like, you don't need a pre-workout. It's not an essential thing no. to go work. I think it's just become a mainstream thing, like a can of Monster or a can of this, or you know. Is that... it supposedly like one of the best-selling? I don't know. You have a shop. One of the best-selling sort of products out there is pre-workouts. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it would be definitely up there. Protein, protein pre-workouts, and probably creatine. You know, then you've got yeah. probably your BCAs, your fat burners, everything else that would kind of yeah. come up the back end, depending on like I suppose time frames you know around march april the fat burners start becoming much more popular and things mm. like that and um, we see that with our in our own business too because of the different products that we have but i mean i think it's just like if you 
Like if like I see a lot of people going, I have to increase my tolerance. To stim-. It's not, you don't. If you don't need stims, don't take them. Yeah. You know, and even like for even some of the nootropics can be very overwhelming for people. So like, it's not a one shoe fits all. It's like you know we spoke about training and stuff, and it's like yeah. you know not everybody can squat properly, not everybody can de- deadlift properly. So find out what works for you. You know, experiment a little bit, but don't just take the full dose of a stim pre workout if you've never had a stimulant pre workout. No, before. I've done it before, yeah. and I've been like bouncing off the walls like all day yeah so or, don't really take stims yeah or you're just going to feel ill you know what i mean yeah. like it's going to be overwhelming for you and it's just not going to be a nice experience and the problem is is like if you have a load of like you know adrenaline running through the system or even just like you know even high level in nootropics and you're not feeling the best on it the best thing you can do possibly is just go eat mm-hmm. eat some food drink some water and try and relax as much as you can and uh once you do that you should be fine like you know don't panic i think a lot of people sometimes yeah. panic with these things and kind of oh no it's just like you know if you've taken a lot of pre-workout you know and you've taken it and you haven't trained very hard you're probably not going to have the world's best sleep you know what yeah. I mean? and just realize that and own that and then you know next time as i said like there's recommendations on products for a reason they're not just yeah. there you know willy-nilly that's why like fun of it, yeah. yeah like if it's a two scoop product start with one scoop or even half scoop and then go from there and see how you fit like you know I love stimulants. I'm like a stim junkie, but we do make products like we have Mino P that just has pump and EAs mixed yeah. together, you know, and there's no stimulants at all in that. Um, when you brought out that product, I'm actually really excited. I'll, 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 hook, I'll hook you up, sister. Right. <laughs> um, no, I just thought it was really, it, like, just sounded like such a good product because also the, the thing is, it's like, and, you know, I've seen your pill as well that people can take. Is that I sometimes don't want to drink like loads before I train. Like mm. I just don't have it in me yeah. to neck like I don't know a load of pre workout. Yeah, and, and dry scooping is not very good for your teeth, is it? I just don't. I'm not a massive fan of dry scooping. I think like the way I look at it is like if I want to make a cake, if, like nobody in the history of the world has put two eggs, a scoop of flour, and a bit of sugar swirled around their mouth when I just ate a fucking cake. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like no. it's just fucking stupid. Like so, and I'm like, look, if you want to dry fire ahead, but I I think like. The reason that we've made a powder is to put it in water. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, as I said, that's why it's there. Look, I understand if people are in a whatever, I don't recommend it. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Because, like, there's different upregulations and things. And also, the main reason is 90% of the people are are dehydrated. Mm -hmm. Like, it's even like myself. Now I'm drinking an energy drink there. You know what I mean? That's not going to be, like, there's going to be diuretics affected from caffeine and everything else that's in there. So it's like, you know, that's not hydrating my body. You know, so like, yeah. and most people are dehydrated, you know, and that's, that's the reason why, like I've said to several people before in the past, you know, you know, definitely get a bit of sodium in there and, uh, you know, Himalayan pink sea salt into even your pre-workouts or into your, even throw it in with your amino acids. Like a lot yeah. of the amino acids, even us, we put some coconut water in there, which obviously help with potassium levels and everything else, but don't be afraid to add a little bit of sodium, especially, but make sure you're drinking water, like muscle is 65% water. Like if you're not hydrated, like you know, you eat food, do you mm. know what I mean? Like, why won't you drink some water? Because that um, Swallogenic one that you make, that's... Yeah, that's well, that's all glycerol-based. Yeah, that was probably the best, I'd say to you, best mm. pump products I've used. And that you said to me before, that's got salt in it, hasn't it? Yeah, Himalimpin. What, what else have we got on the... Oh, we've got loads. <laughs> we got loads. <laughs> we've got loads. Okay. Cool, so the next one actually we kind of covered, so that was what ingredients um, would you want to look for in a good pump product? Well, the, the, best, the best ones are L-citrulline, um, I like uh, L-citrine nitrate. I like nitrate products because um, they have a, a much more lasting effect. I could break mm. it down, but that's basically what it is. Um, 
and you've got betaine that's really good and obviously glycerol they're kind of the main ones i would look at and nothing too like too heavy on like it's different if it's just a one base product uh, as in just based on one but as i said like if you're kind of stacking them you know using got like lots of different things out there you know you've glycerol powder like glycercise and all these type of things i think they're good to add if you just want to add it to a thin product i think adding an overall pump product is good like obviously things like where we have the amino p that's why we did it to stack with our pill product yeah. to stack with our dark side product um you know you get their stackable products but as i said like if you're on a bit of a budget and you bought like say dark side is 50 servings in it the original dark side and it's just all stims add a bit of glycerol to that it's not really going to affect the stimulant aspect too much yeah. but if you're adding a shit ton of you know vasodilators and everything else sometimes they're almost counterbalance each other and it yeah. is a little bit of a balance because you do see a lot of the time people are stacking you know one product from one company and then a pump from another company and things like that and yeah they're probably not quite designed to stack together then yeah so some like as i said there's not a massive difference in it it's just tr if you're trying to put the two in one product together and trying to balance it out it can have an effect yeah. do you know what i mean like so sometimes you're almost mitigating one to balance the other up so you know just experiment a little bit yeah. but like as i said if you want a kind of really easy fix use an osmolite you know use an osmolytic type of type of deal with that and then it shouldn't really affect the stims too much like it's not like it's just like when, when i see people taking like 20 grams of l-citronine in the pre-workout i'm like what the fuck are you doing you know what i mean like i understand like that that's the way it is you know for certain people but i mean like i just don't i don't see the benefit of that you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I see the benefit of taking a lot of glycerol because obviously the research data is there for high levels of glycerol. But the problem is putting it in a powder form, it, it cakes in the tub. You know, it, yeah. it, it's hygroscopic, which basically means it absorbs moisture from the air. So you get that cake feeling. So when I see people going, oh, my pre-workout's fucked, it's like, no, nah, there's glycerol in there. Yeah. Relax, mate. And like, just means you need to take a knife to it and it takes a while Just to get throw it in the blender. <laughs> just bang it in the blender, blender, put it back in and put it in the fridge. Oh, really? Yeah, and stop taking the pillow packs out. People take those pillow packs out and fuck them out. And then oh, so I've them. had them even still, Bertie, even still with the little packs in it, then they go crap. Yeah, they will, but just stick them in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the best thing to do is stick them in the fridge because there's not as much moisture in there because a lot of people keep them in their kitchens. Yeah, or I suppose it's quite moisture. Yeah, or they'll throw them in their car, and their car obviously is very, it's fine during the winter when the fucking it's freezing. frozen. <laughs> but like during the summer, you'll see people put them in there and it'll turn a different colour. So Yeah. Um, but yeah. There's nothing actually wrong with it then. You don't need to throw it out. No. Yeah, no. Take it, everyone. Save yourself some money. Just put it in a blender for fuck's sake. <laughs> Unless it goes like tack. Sometimes it can go like tack and then you've probably got a lot of moisture in there. But yeah, like the best thing to do, honestly, is store. I store most of my pre-workouts in the fridge anyway. Yeah. It just seems to keep them fresher for a little bit longer. That's cool. <laughs> so why did you decide then to create Amino P? I know we've kind of just covered this. Why putting a pump product in an EAA instead of in a pre-workout? Well, it is a pre-workout, so like it's two separate products, and I, I found that a lot of people were doing both, and I found that like if the pump, like as you said, the main reason for me is like the I suppose hypothesis of it for me is I take my EAs and I take a pump product usually pre-workout a lot of the time, anyways, or I'll mm -hmm. start drinking it ten to fifteen minutes in about a liter to a liter and a half of water. So we obviously highly flavored the product as well, so it would. Even if you put one scoop in a liter, liter and a half of water, it'll be due. But also, it's to do with like trying to get people to drink more water as they train, and also the fact that these pump um, products really are do amazingly well in um, an environment where high levels of water are being taken into the yeah. system because that's 
how they work you know mm-hmm. like that's that's what helps them circulate through the system and um you know i think as you said yourself like for me like i i have no issue like the problem i have with a lot of people taking pre-workouts they put like 10 drips of water in it and then go oh the product tastes like shit it's like well it's flavored probably for 400 mils of water yeah. or 300 mils of water you dickhead so just put it in the fucking water and drink it but people don't want to do that they have this preconceived notion that every pre-workout is the same and it's like you just don't read the back of the literature mm. that's there and it's like the more water you take in the system the better workout you're going to have like you know, it's mad as well that. like you spend you know pre-workouts and stuff it's not like a fiver no you know it, it is fairly expensive and then you're yeah. still not using it you're spending all this money you're still not using it to its full advantage 100 percent, yeah and like I, I i think like even just a, on a on a basis of how the body works mm. you know like it, the one thing which I will say about we're not average human beings when you train to a, a certain level, even if it's not like, you know, you're not doing Branch Warren, Johnny Jackson type of, type of sessions where you're trying to just murder each other, even though I love watching that and I love training like that, like, you know, just getting in that zone where you just want to, you, your training partners try and kill each other. And it's it's a, it's a healthy rivalry, you know, like my, yeah. my training partner is one of my best mates in the world. But when I'm in the gym, I want to fucking kill him. You know what I mean? But mm. that's just the way it is. And it was the same when I grew up doing boxing. It was like, I had some of my best mates I used to box with. But when that bell rang, I wanted to fucking kill him. You know what I mean? And, like, that's that's the that's the reality of it. But, like, I think when it comes to a lot of the stuff that people are doing, like, especially bodybuilding, sodium is very, very integral. And I think a lot of people do not look at that. They're looking at a basic food pyramid where, you know... Sodium I think they were taught sodium's like bad, salt's oh, bad. It, it is bad if you're sitting on your arse with your finger up it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, and you're doing nothing all day. But if you're sweating, like, like even just from fire and muscles, obviously sodium is an electrolyte. It mm. says what it is in the word. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of people are just not, like, it's such a basic thing to add to a pre-workout or add to your intra-workout or add anything. Like... I just don't get why so people, so many people frown upon it. And you need a fucking shitload of it every day. Yeah. Like, I know Stan Efferding has been big on it, in, you know, in some of his podcasts or talks or whatever he calls it, Rhino Rants or whatever the fuck he calls it. But, like, I've known that for, like, 10, 15 years. You know, people go, oh, you're not worried about sodium. I'm like, no. So I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to bust my bollocks. Yeah. I'm going to sweat my... I'm going to do cardio afterwards. How am I going to replenish that unless I take it back in? Yeah. You know, like, the first thing you do is, if you've ever tasted your own sweat... It tastes like salt. Yeah. Why? Because you're literally putting that out through your system. Yeah. So I mean, like, as a you know, a person who has more muscle than the average human being, you need that for you know contractile function. You need that for just you know just everything. Like, and try it. Like, people should try it. Like, literally sit down there. You know, before your workout, say say you're going to have like a workout after work, and you're in an office job in a an environment where you know you've got this whole fucking whatever you call it, like aircon air yeah. shit. And, you know, you're going to have dry throat and everything else. You know, drink two and a half, three liters of water and have a decent amount of sodium throughout the day. You know, you're yeah. not going to kill your kidneys if you're flushing them out. No, absolutely. Um, so when you're looking at a pre-workout, yeah. a lot of people don't like the kind of that itchy face feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, what sort of ingredients should you avoid? Uh, beta alanine is probably yeah. the main one. Also, you have niacin in there as well, which can give a niacin flush. Yeah, I've had that before, yeah. and I just had a sample or something, and I went and trained in some little gym, 
and I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, looked like a lobster. It's just oh, nice. Like it, reaction. It, no, that's no, just nice. It's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, some of the pre-workouts have that in there. That won't really give you too much of an itchy feeling. It's just your skin will flush. You'll have a little bit, um, but it's called nice and flush. Um, and obviously, then you have um, the beta alum will give you the itchy feel. The itchy feeling will go away. Like I'll be honest with you, in two of our two or three three of our products, we don't four of our products we don't have it as in that would be pre-workout based so yeah the original dark side has none in it the onslaught which we bought out has none in it the pill obviously has none in it and amino p has none in it so what is it doing because a lot of a lot of them do have it in it don't they yeah well there's a twofold reason obviously you can feel it um and obviously it helps with endurance yeah you know that's breaking it helps carcinogen in the body and uh basically that just helps with endurance purposes so it is a good ingredient like definitely, mm. you need about three point two grams is the clinical dose of where you get anything out of it. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely works from that. I personally am not a fan of it myself. Um, no, I don't know we do put it in our maximum carnage because that's I tried to make that a very complete product. But that has creatine HCL in there, that has cordyceps and stuff like that in there. So that's really to do like strength, parlaying, endurance, that type of stuff. So that's the way that product's set up. Um, but yeah, like I'm not a massive fan of it. And also, the reason that we didn't put beta alanine in it is um, just to give people a choice, mm. you know, because there's a lot of products, most products have it in it. Not everybody likes it. There's probably about 70% of the people that really like it. There's probably 30% of people that have it. But I mean, a lot of a lot of products have it in there. Um, but yeah, it's a good ingredient. Um, but as I said, for me personally, I'm not a massive fan. Of it. Like, it hits me very, very hard. Yeah. So, like, for the first 10 to 20 minutes. like, And it will dissipate with use of the product. But for me, because I'm very sensitive to it, even I, even if you put a gram in there, I'm going to feel that. Yeah. Um, but obviously, the clinical loss is about 3.2 grams. Um, but as I said, I'm not a massive fan. But I guess people put it in there because you can instantly feel it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, some people like it because it wakes them up and stuff like that. I, I As I said, personally, if you want like, like eventually we will probably bring out versions of the products with it in there yeah um, just for those people that obviously want like the product go oh shit some beta alanine you know we have been dm'd about it a couple of times and i'm just like well just for all those i said how many other products have it in there yeah you know, so yeah hundreds beta, of them beta alanine that's cool um so my next question is what are kind of the differences between eaas and bcaas uh, BCA is branching amino acids. They're lysine, isoleucine, and valine. Um, so they are the three kind of, I suppose, pertinent um, amino acids um, that would be, I suppose, involved in muscle growth and muscle repair. Um, EAs have those in it, plus the EAs are essential amino acids. Yeah. So essential amino acids are things you have to take in in your diet. And um, <coughs> Sorry. Bit of a tickly throat today, um, and that's that's it's basically what drink in yes, <laughs> that'll help. Um, so yeah, that's that's really the main difference. So obviously they're just selected the leucine, isoleucine, and valine, and obviously in certain ratio, basically they're to pertain to like mTOR pathways and stuff like that, mm. and turning on the body's kind of I suppose anabolic pathways. That's really yeah. what they're to do. But obviously with the EAs, you have that little bit more complete stuff that you're getting stuff in. Um, now obviously if your diet's massively high in protein probably not that essential to be honest with mm. you but it's probably one of those things if you're having longer sessions or you're going to do cardio afterwards or whatever else it is um it's good the only thing i will say with eas bcas any type of stuff like that is um if you're on like ketogenic diets and stuff like that they are good 
but if you're overdoing them, you know, like a lot of people will put like four or five scoops in the water and start drinking them yeah. throughout the day. Like you oh, see okay, that, put yeah, them yeah. in a big water jug and start drinking them. That's fine if you're like an off but if you're in like stuff like where you're in like, like um, the fish in your diet and stuff like that, make sure that you're, because they can, they can cause a, a process called gluconeogenesis mm-hmm. where they're actually turning into, you know, because obviously with a ketogenic diet or even just a low calorie diet where you're kind of under under your maintenance where you're trying to lose some body fat and stuff like yeah. that it can sometimes like have an effect on that so do be aware of that because of the gluconeogenesis that can especially through I, i've mainly seen it happen through um ketogenic dieting because i use a lot of it myself um and i've seen that other people have asked me about it and then they're just drinking tons of aminos throughout the day and it can pull you out of that so just be careful with that yeah you know cool. so it's 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 fine just to take one scoop as you're training and you know bash on but like as I said, if you're if you're if you're training, like if you're eating tons and tons of protein throughout the day, probably not. They're not an essential type of thing. But the only thing is, if you're kind of in off season and you're going to be drinking a lot of like these type of drinks and stuff like that, and you want to kind of get off them, you're good for that for flavor in the water. Yeah. Something like amino P wouldn't be if, uh, applicable for that because it has That's a, a pump in it yeah, has a pump in it, and you don't need to be drinking that throughout the day. The only good thing, I guess, with things like L-citrulline and things like that. Um, they do have a good lot of um, stuff to do with obviously with the vasodilation it can help blood pressure and stuff like that so that's the only benefit I guess with that but I wouldn't it wouldn't be something I'd be recommending there's other products that do that a lot better out there yeah um, but yeah like definitely I would suggest to make sure that you're keeping an eye on that especially if you're on a very very strict uh, and especially if you're in a, a, a caloric deficiency you know where you're trying to get rid of that body fat and stuff and you don't want to be going over your maintenance and stuff just keep an eye on that because I've seen people do that where you know they're having these five and six scoops of brown chains or EAs and stuff like that and you know it, it can pull you out of that. Yeah so why American and British brands are so different in their ingredient panel? I wouldn't say they're massively different the only thing is is like obviously uh, we have certain ingredients we're allowed to use and we're just not allowed and they're allowed to use you know and we're not allowed to use so like that's the main difference yeah really. like so there's certain things that are banned here we just cannot use um and i guess i suppose a lot of people then suggested the american products are much stronger and so they're mainly pertinent within some of the pre-workouts and sleeping aids yeah and we're not allowed to use gaba melatonin stuff like that where they are um, but we can buy it over here and it's not an issue you can buy anything <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know but like yeah like as i said like from a perspective of making a product I'm not really going to skirt that line. I'm going to stick to the, the boundaries I've been given, and that's the reality of it. So, like, you can probably buy lots of stuff over here, but I know, like, um, I know certain ingredients just aren't aren't allowed to use. But like, for me, I don't really care. Like, the whole the whole fun for me is trying to make a product that people feel is just as good as that, and then using different ingredients to figure that out. Yeah. So, yeah, like, and. and like things in pre-workouts like Yohimba is banned over here they're allowed to use that over there mm. and stuff like that again that's not something people really like in pre-workouts over well too much of it you know what I mean a, mm. a, a slight bit of a one or two milligrams of like alpha Yohimba is usually okay um, but like you know you can you know there's other other stuff over there that they're allowed to use but like the, the main difference is just the regulation the regulatory yeah. bodies you know of what we're allowed to put in products and obviously as a British company I'm going to stick to what we're given and the whole fun well it's just it's not even that it's just like it's just to be compliant with it and it's just it's the fun of it like to a certain degree where the people go yeah i can't do that i can't and it's like well you can figure it out and that's that's the whole fun part of it like if you if you can't like figure it out well then 
do something else, you know, to a certain degree. You yeah. Know? And that's the whole reason. Like, for for instance, like with our sleeping aid, I didn't look at the whole, you know, how how those those work. So I, I looked at it from a different perspective of when we designed it a while back, of how to relax the body, de-stress the body, and kind of get it fit for sleep rather than trying to knock you out. Do you know what I mean? And so I looked at it from that aspect where we're allowed to use a lot of those things that would help kind of balance out like those type of levels in the body and relax the body and help with serotonin, help, you know, because when you're very, very stressed, a lot of these things, you know, cortisol levels can go through the roof. So how do we mitigate that? How do we help with balance out your serotonin levels? How do you help relax the body and get it fit for sleep and into a Would you say then your sleep aid also kind of would work well just as like a anti stress thing, you know, if you're very oh, yeah, stressed. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hundred percent. Like, like the main reason as well. I like it. I like so being fully, I guess, tried part. Like I used to take a lot of sleeping pills. Mm. So I used to work nightclubs in university and stuff like that, and I'd be up a lot. You know what I mean? I used to, you know, do a lot of concerts and different things like that, and do a lot of the backstage stuff, um, mainly just I suppose, security details and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I, at the end of the day, the, the problem with that is like you're living like. You're very night owl based. You're not mm. sleeping a lot. I'm obviously, if I had to get up for labs in the morning, or you know, at the time I was probably when I was much younger, I was doing a lot of powerlifting and stuff. So you're training all the time, and I'd be doing a lot of boxing. I'd be doing a lot of like martial arts and different things, mainly boxing stuff, and um, you know, training a lot. But you're not sleeping a lot, and as well as that, look, I'm a young guy. You know, when I was single as well, I was having a lot of fun. So like, you'd meet girls, especially when you're working like doors. <laughs> you know, you might end up. Not sleeping. Bertie thinks of that. <laughs> Man, Bertie, um, and like that's that's what you end up doing. So like you get into that cycle of doing that for a long period of time, and you just uh, eventually when you kind of stop doing that, you have to like try and get your body back, and it just takes so long. So like mm. I was taking a lot of sleep, and it's not a healthy thing to do on a long period of time. It's alright if you're using it at the start to get it, but obviously you're you're knocking off your body's obviously an adaptive organism. So if you're not using it, your body loses it. So if you're you know, taking an exogenous source of something um, into the body and, uh, you know, you're just like, you're shutting down those parts of the body. It's like taking testosterone, yeah. you inject that into your system, you know, your body stops producing it. So then when you stop taking it, your body doesn't produce it anymore. So, you know, that's that's the type of thing with those type of, type of products. And they're fine, you know, but uh, you can't become addicted to them. And I think it was getting to that point. So I was like, I need to make something that, <clears throat> figure my, how my brain works mm. how i work and what would and because i've like a hyperactive personality um i need something that would calm me down relax yeah. me and then get me into that state where my body wanted to go to sleep and the good thing about that is like with the sleep aid that we created it kind of keeps you in a deeper sleep for a longer period of time before you go to REM movement because there's certain stages of sleep and the problem is once you get into rapid eye movement which a lot of people perceive as oh the holy grail of sleep that's waking your body back up to go back yeah. to stage one again. So if you're going through those cycles very quick, you're kind of chopping your sleep a little bit. Whereas what we've tried to do with the sleep and aid, kind of look at it from a different type of aspect of, all right, well, this will keep you in those stages, you know, three to four, a lot longer. So you're actually going through less sleep cycles. So you're actually probably overall having deeper sleep. So even if you don't sleep a massive amount, which I don't, I sleep maybe five hours a night tops, I still feel rested. But yeah. I, you know, because my body's able to get into that sleep and it's stress, it, you know, it's de-stress. And like we have a lot of lemon balm extract in there as well in our one. And um, it definitely helps a lot with like a lot of other issues with the, with the system, you know. And um, but yeah, like I think that's that's the main like the main difference. As I said, look, with, with the American um, ingredients, as I said, like 
you know, it, it is what it is. You know, like they're allowed, to, I think, use Augmentine and different things like that. We're not allowed to use that as well. Um, but it is what it is. Horses with horses, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're given, if you're given, uh, this is what we're allowed to use, do that. Okay, mm. cool. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can bitch about it and moan about it. And as you said, I can get this and I can get that. Anybody can get anything. So it is what it is. You know, if you yeah. want to get something and you're that much, oh, this is the whole, you know, like, jacked was the holy grail and that's it. Nothing will ever be better than that. I, you know, like, I, I wasn't, like, jacked was okay, but there was other products I preferred to that. Because yeah. I had a more productive workout on them. So, again, it's it's this, like, I suppose, what would you call it? Like, that mentality where everyone's just, like, you know, follow the leader type of mentality like that's the best ever like for some people it was yeah for me it wasn't always the best like dma amount of that was main ingredient and that that wasn't always the best for me to train on mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i preferred other things so you know i i was it okay yeah but there's other stuff i had much more productive workouts on yeah you know like when when you were allowed to get like ecas back in the day i found that very productive for me um but obviously they're banned as well but i mean like different well they weren't back in the heat by much <laughs> you know what i mean but like as in stuff like that i would you know much gravitate for me that's yeah. how my body functioned and people are like well that's yeah pretty harsh but yeah like uh, that's some of the most productive work productive stuff i would have and uh yeah as i said like i set up like products nowadays for me what i like and what i want to get out of a pre-workout yeah and that's why i focused a lot on even with the newer one that we did onslaught very much on the nootropic element of that mm. to upregulate the stims and also not affect the pump. Yeah. Um, because you want to, like, I don't want to overload a product. Like, for me, I only want a certain amount of grams. I think 20 grams and under for me is where it's at, whereas I don't want to be taking, like, 30 gram, 40 gram, 50 gram scoop pre-workout. It's too much. Yeah, number one, I can't ingest it. I feel a bit bloated. And also, that. but again, this is just me. Like, other people might totally disagree yeah. with me, and that's the fun thing of designing or even having your own brand or, you know, the dissemination of information between... You know, when I talk to other brands and we have a chat and we're able to, you know, be respectful to each other and everything like that, then mm. you can have those, oh, well, why did you do this? And why did you do that? And then, you know, like, and then you can have that kind of, you know, just honest conversation, which I think is great. Um, That's also why I wanted you on, because I think a lot of people, and I said to you this, why I wanted you to come on, is because a lot of people see, oh, so-and-so buys this product and they look great, so well, I'm going to buy that product. Mm. And it's like, well, that's cool, that works for them, mm-hmm. but is that going to work for you? It might, but it also might not. I think it's just, the, the, the problem with it is, is like we're in a society where information is so quick to be yeah. given. Um, and brand loyalty, I think, is earned. You know, like, you know what I mean? You earn that by what you do. But like, some people won't give anything a chance because they're like so pigeonholed by, you know, you know, Dave Davison uses this product and I want to look like Dave Davison. Dave Davison may, may never have looked that before, but... The other aspect, maybe he did. Maybe it'll work for you. Like, the problem is, to a certain degree, where do you start? Yeah. A lot of the time, you get recommendations from your friend, and that's kind of the way it goes from there. Mm. So, like, I get it to a certain degree, and I think that's the aspect of the brand owner to try and get their brand out there. But, like, sometimes in the industry we're in, there's so much, uh, again, there's some misinformation, but there's also some clarity in it with a lot of people, too. But I think it's just, again, it's just one of those things where you find out what's best for you. I cannot yeah. say, look at someone and go, yeah, you need a stim curry. Yeah. You know, or you need more protein, or you need this, or you need that. You need to sit down and have, like, really map that all out and see exactly what you're trying to achieve and then kind of base it on that or what you've had in the past. Like, it's like if somebody walked through the door of my gym here and said, oh, dude, 
I want Onslaught. Have you ever tested Stim pre-work before? No, mate. I was like, well, fuck no, you're not having that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Let's Let try. Yeah. Well, it's just, he might, he might have the best, per, per, yeah. you know, workout of his life. But I'm like, let's try on something. Let's have a starting point. You know, let's, yeah. let's try something a little bit less stims. Let's try on some nootropics, some pump. Maybe just try on some pump. Let's see how that goes. A little bit of caffeine, have a little bit of energy drink with it or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm. Where it's non-stim. I'm not saying take stimulants and more stimulants, people. So, you know what I mean? Just yeah. try it, you know, like... You know, have a starting point because it's not like when you start to drive a car, you, you start off in a Ferrari, you know what I mean? You start yeah. off in a piece of shit and you bang it against walls and you don't give a fuck about it, you know, and that's what it is. Unless maybe you're super wealthy, I don't fucking know. And if you are, fair fucking play to you. But <laughs> like, I started off in an absolute piece of shit and then obviously gravitated towards nicer cars as I did, wasn't a crap driveway. <laughs> I'm still probably crap, but just less crap. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think that's I think that's the same thing with, with stuff as well. Like, and... That's why, like I say to people, is like, for me, the only thing I would ever suggest to spend money on is your protein powders. Yeah. You know, look at the protein powders. Look at the protein yield you're getting from things. Like, as I was saying about the the, the 90% isolate and stuff like that. Do you need to buy an isolate product? No, you don't. But for me, you know, if it's a pure source and I'm only going to buy one to two products, I'm going to spend my most amount of money on the protein yeah. because... You know, if it has a good reputation and the, the, you can only go on labels too, you know what I mean? So it is very hard. But like for me, that really is like the only thing I would suggest. Look, spend your money on a decent protein, you know, no matter where you get it on, you know, buy the, the premium level of that. Like, and I'm not just saying that because our Super 4 is a little bit more expensive than other things. Not even suggesting Super 4, you know, just, just go and buy, you know, research what's in the protein. Because like is it might say like oh there's 21 grams of protein in there 30 grams of protein in there whatever else it is but how much are you absorbing of yeah that? you know how is your body reacting to that you know like well you know i can't take i can only drink isolate because mm. the dairy and otherwise with the lactose is there's yeah. too much shit through the eye of a needle for some people you know what i mean or farting like a christmas tree you know and you, just, you don't want to be doing that like <laughs> you know what i mean so, you know unless you're a very understanding partner <laughs> so that's okay Let's Dutch, let's Dutch over name at three in the morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, like, I get that. But, like, I think as well as that, it's just, like, you get what you pay for in certain products. Yeah. Do you know? Like, Absolutely. Uh, and, like, I'm not saying go spend 50 quid in a pre-workout or something like that. You know, as I said, you might get, like, the cheap and cheerful pre-workout, and it might work for you. You might think it's amazing. Yeah. You know, I might say, oh, that's, that's all I need. And if that's what you need, that's what you need. Like, as I said there is such variety out there you know and i that's why like for me you'll never hear me slate a brand or slate a product because you know you you might ask me would i use that i probably no but does it work for you yeah well then use that yeah. you know what i mean like because it's not my job to say that it's not my job to say oh i'm so much better than this guy i don't really don't give a fuck yeah. like i genuinely don't I, I make products for me most of the time and then if people like them great and if they don't well that's back to the drawing board for me you know what i mean yeah. so and I think you just have to take it like that, as he said. Like, and uh, you know, it's just like for people, like as well as that, they just have to. And like sometimes, obviously, when I'm speaking as well, like uh, all of those questions, like they're just off the top of my head. So if I did mitigate some of the, some of the words or trip over my words, I do apologize. But like for me, it's just like I think you just have to know what you're doing and have a passion for it. And yeah. I think if that comes through, then you know, and just be honest with people. As I said, does everybody need a pre-workout? Fuck no. I love having pre-workouts and I love high-stim pre-workouts. You know, I want to put my head through a fucking wall when I'm in the gym. But that's just me. Is that for everyone? Does everybody train like I train? No. Yeah. You know, and but does, is, is the way I train going to work for everyone? Probably not, no. No. But this is what I found for me because I have 
I need to get rid of some of the, I suppose, anxiety, aggression, whatever else it is. Like the, the gym for me, if I don't train every day or at least four or five times a week, I, I, I feel almost antsy and I, I need to, I feel like yeah. I just need to get rid of that. So that's why like I do a lot of boxing as well is just to get the other side of it and get a whole different group of people to interact with rather than just being in a gym scenario all the time. Yeah. You know, so I think that's that's really what it is. And like obviously there's products applicable more for that type of side as well. That's cool. Mm-hmm. What is the purpose of creatine and how does it work? Because I think people get very confused with this. Well, you've got like certain different types of creatine. So for me, creatine monohydrate, um, it's not really, it's stable in powder form. It's not really stable mm-hmm. in liquid form. Um, so when you take about 10 grams of it, the research has said you absorb about two grams because of the stability in water. So obviously that can cause gastroenteritis for a lot of people, which again, sort of like your protein scenario. Yeah. Um, for me, it definitely does. No, but I love the effects I get off creatine. Um, <clears throat> now, with creatine, so I, I, I'm sure some of your viewers probably would have, well, listeners, sorry, would have done like Krebs cycle, stuff like that. So you have like, so when you do aerobic um, exercise, which is like walking around, not getting too out of breath, yeah. you produce what's called ATP, adenine triphosphate. Okay, so adenine triphosphate, when you do that, you produce 32 ATPs, I think. So if I'm wrong in any of this, like you can correct me, but this is off the top of my fucking head. So... When you do anaerobic, which is without oxygen, so stuff like sprinting, yeah. you produce six ATP. Okay, so you can see the mitigation on that. Like yeah, there's a, there's a there's a big difference. So what creatine? Creatine is the carrier system for ADP plus P. So you ever heard of creatine phosphate? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. creatine, when it gets in the body, turns to phosphate and adds that extra P to ADP, so it turns to ATP, which is triphosphate. Yeah. So basically. The easiest way to use it, say you have, and like again, I'm not saying that it does, this is just an analogy so you guys can understand it maybe a bit easier. Say you have a train and there's six carriages on there. So when you're doing your anaerobic respiration, you have six of those carriages to go through and then you're out. With creatine, technically you're adding maybe another one of those carriages to it. So when you're doing, so you might have, you wouldn't get seven ATP, but I'm just kind of in a roundabout way, kind of ish, so to speak. Yeah. So what, what I'm saying basically is, when you're all out of the naturally occurring stuff and you've bolstered that extra bit in there, your body's able to push out maybe one or two extra reps or yeah. run that little bit quicker. Um, now, with monohydrate, like so, the what you should expect from creatine is to be able to, I suppose, be slightly stronger. I guess mm-hmm. um, have a little bit more endurance, have a little bit more strength, um, recovery ability. Uh, there's some research on there, but I think it's really to do with kind of in the moment. Um, and also, again, I you'll get some water retention with that. The reason for that is obviously you pull some of the water out of the stomach when it's being absorbed and kind of pushes it into the muscles. So you get a little bit of water retention with, the, with it there as well. Um, now, I personally, I put into alphanine, I put creatine HCL, which is a hydrochloric atom attached to that. The reason for that is you can almost microdose it. So... We put two grams in ours, but you're absorbing most of that two grams. So it's yeah. nearly the equivalent of the 10 grams, but you're absorbing all of that because of the HCL atom attached to that. So, and that, the one good thing about that is you're not going to have water retention because obviously for some females, especially, they don't want the water retention yeah. aspect of it. So it doesn't seem to be as great within that HCL. And obviously you don't have to take as much of it. And obviously then I don't get, because of the breakdown of that other other stuff that's there, once that's been broken down, that's what gives me the upset stomach, for me personally. Mm. Now, a lot of people don't get that at all. 
So yeah, no, I know you know, but I do. Like, I, it, it's yeah. really, really bad. Like for me, um, and it's a quick thing. You know, you're in the toilet and you're out. Yeah. But like, you don't want to be fucking in the middle of a squat session and go, oh, I got a fucking bubbly <laughs> belly. No, do you know what I mean. And and like sometimes I felt that. So in a psychological aspect, like oh, just a creatine. Maybe I've taken too much. But fuck, because like realistically, like you know. The, the whole loading phase, I think, is a load of bollocks. Yeah. I think your body will get saturated with it anyway. So taking like 20, 30 grams a day, I think was I think it was five grams four times a day used to be the recommendation, is a load of bollocks. Yeah. That's definitely going to give you some bubble guts. Um, but I think, for me personally, I usually take creatine on workout days, pre-workout. Yeah. Yeah, I add it to my pre-workout. And if I've had a fucking horrendous session, like where I've just killed myself... I might add a little bit into my post-workout just for the simple fact that I want to replenish them because I've got other shit to do throughout the day. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I might have to like go to the warehouse or lift some shit or just do some normal human shit. Like So I might, if, I, if I'm that fucking bollocks. So again, from the recovery aspect of that, it can help. But I mean, it's not going to like do like amino acids, do or protein shakes are going to do. Because obviously protein shakes, once they break down, the amino acid profile, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. uh, washed over the month. So like, I mean, that it's not going to do that but i think it's it's good in that sense and as i said like if you if you get on well with the monohydrate there's no reason to take anything else but yeah. the, the creatine hcl if you do have any issues with that it's a great it's a great great kind of like um i wouldn't say substitute but alternative um for that and that's why i mainly make it like as again we put it in two of our products we put it in our um eye apocalypse and we put it into our maximum carnage again at two grams each so you do get a, a solid dose of it so and I found two grams is exactly right for me. And again, hence why I've created and put it into my brand. It, yeah. it all boils down to kind of what I like to a certain degree. And that might sound selfish, but I don't want to sell some shit to people I don't like. I don't want to take. Because then you just uh, you seem like a it's dickhead. weird, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love isolates, but I also prefer blends throughout the day. And that's what I'm going to use on a regular basis. And because I'm really fucking lazy with my diet, like, I'll sometimes have up to three shakes a day. And the thing is, I don't want to have, like, a cheap protein source in there where I'm going to be running to the bog every 10 minutes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So for me, even though we do have milk protein isolate and stuff like that in there, but because it's a blended protein, I don't seem to get any of that gastroenteritis or anything that I would do. Because obviously, if I just have straight concentrate for me, yeah, it's not the best outcome. So yeah. do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, I have to, I have to, like, I have to sell what I believe in, and if I don't believe in it, I'm just not going to do it. And at the end of the day as well, what you're trying to say you don't believe in, you'll never do well with it because... Yeah, you'll eventually be, you know, you'll eventually be pulled out, like, and, yeah. you know, like, people might listen to this and say, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, you're full of shit, but, like, at the end of the day, like, I kind of only, um, I only do stuff I believe in, and if I don't believe in it, I just can't do it, I just think you're just full of shit, really. What do sleep aids help with? Because I know some stuff is meant to help you fall asleep, mm. to keep you asleep... Yeah, like, uh, as I said, the ones with, like, certain ingredients like that, as I said, for me, I found it more beneficial to kind of build something, because it, we're restricted with the GABA and stuff like that, and melatonin, um, I just didn't, like, obviously, we were, uh, you know, I just stayed away, I just built a different product, you yeah. know, what, what I felt would work for me, like, based on what ingredients we thought would work, and, uh, yeah, that's... That's how I get basically built mine. Like there's several ingredients in there, but as I said, it mainly focuses on relaxing the body out, you know, helping with serotonin levels, balancing the whole out, good mood, you know, relaxed, just mm. chilled, go to sleep. You know. So would that be something that's quite good for someone that's maybe a bit of an overthinker before they go to bed yeah. and things as well? Well, as well as that, it really does help. But if you've had like a high level of stimulants, 
mm. you know, and because again, I, I would have a high level of stimulants through my system if I've trained, especially like heavier body parts. And as well as that, like when you're like after training, your metabolic rate is up, especially if you've done a really hard session with weight training, you know, your metabolic rate is up for a long period of time. Like with cardio, I think it's up two hours. I think with weight training, it's up, I think it's like 10 hours. I could be wrong on that. I don't know, but I think it could be 10 to 15 hours of eight to 10 yeah. weeks. But it's a long time that your body's, you know, have you ever had a really hard session and you go, fuck, I, I can't sleep right? Yeah. Because, and as you, especially when you're prepping, you can't sleep at all because your body's just overtrained to bits. So a lot of the time your body's almost in <laughs> shock capacity. You're yeah. like, oh, what the fuck? Like obviously, you know, there's other stuff that people take that can not help you sleep that well. But I mean, in general, a lot of the time it's to do with your metabolic rate and the overtraining scenario. Mm. But if you've had a really hard, especially legs, like sometimes, yeah, you can just doze off to sleep. Other times you're just fucking wide awake after it. So, and especially if you had a pre-workout because you need to get through that session. So definitely stuff like that, if you're doing that, it definitely helps in that scenario. Yeah, 100%. yeah, that's cool. Um, this is kind of something actually I messaged you about the other day, mm. which was about common medications that can have bad side effects when taken with supplements. Uh, you should always like check with your physician. Like I'm not a doctor, you know. I did chemical and pharmaceutical science and did about three and a bit years of it. So, I mean, I didn't finish it. But like, I'm not a doctor. Like, but definitely, like you know, especially like with pre-workouts, you need to look at your blood pressure levels. Mm-hmm. Um, with certain like sleeping aids and different things, you definitely need to look at like if you're on SSRIs and stuff like that. You know, there is some contraindications definitely there because you know some of those things obviously help with serotonin levels and you can over you can have like an overall um like overdose on medication that helps reduce serotonin in the system yeah. you know that, that can be detrimental to the body as well so like obviously on all our labels we say you know check which are, but people need to do that especially with stuff like that 100 yeah. percent. like um you know like even just a protein shake if you've you know kidney issues you know diff- different things like that you know metabolic rates and stuff like that that's why mm-hmm. i think it's so pertinent nowadays even if you're not training to a massively high level that you get your blood work done like yeah. I think like I, I find it phenomenal that like I've, I've I've literally spoke to people and they've done x y and z and never had a blood panel done you're like are you fucking mental mate are you fucking mental like like you know like look I've bodybuilding have I taken certain compounds yes of fucking course I have do you know what I mean yeah. but like and even and then they're like oh so you just do it when you take that I'm like no mate I do it like two or three times a year you know, and then a lot of the time you get like, oh, you're natural, so you don't need to do it. Well, but this is the main thing, yeah. Like, I think it's fucking crazy, yeah. And I think it's crazy not taking like stuff to help out your liver and your kidneys, like Tudka, you know, like fucking cranberry extract, stuff like that. Like even, you know, Hawthorne berry for your heart, you know, like, in, like CQ10, all that shit. Like you need to look at these things. Like, and it's just, it's phenomenal that you're going to spend 50 quid on pre-workouts, but you won't spend 30 quid on liposomal vitamin c or something it's like yeah you know what what or you won't you know twice a year like you'll go spend fucking two grand on your alloys but you won't spend fucking you know i think the, the blood lab is like 120 quid what am i yeah. gonna get that three times a year four times a year whatever the fuck it is great service i'm not just promoting them but i mean things like them but like for me no, they are really good yeah they're really knowledgeable they really the guys good. are good and it's like you need to fucking do that it's like the internals of your car when the light comes on in your car what do you do Go get it fucking checked. If the oil light comes on, what you do? Ah, oh, fuck it. I'll just drive it till the cunt blows up. It's just stupid <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. it, like for me, it's like an MOT in your body or an oil change in your body. You need to do these fucking things. Do you know what I mean? And nobody's blood panels are perfect. No. Like when I got my last one back, I was like, oh shit, I didn't didn't realize that was there because I had no symptoms of that. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? And it's a very easy pullback once you know it's there. But if you don't have the information, how the fuck are you supposed to fix anything? Yeah. It's just stupid. Like, I, I, it's, it's fucking baffling. And, like, this is a person who sells pre-work. And, like, don't get me wrong, I do some other brands where, like, I design other stuff for it, like, um, and we do, like, a lot of health-based stuff as well. But, I mean, and that's what I'm into. I'm into a lot of different things because, like, everything has to have its kind of idea of where, I, again, I would use the product or I like it or I have some sort of knowledge within it. But, like, the problem with it is, as I said time and time again, is, like, you're not sticking to the basics, you know? And the basics is, how do you know, like... You know, and I'll put it this way: like most people who compete, even though you look phenomenal going on stage, most people feel like fucking dog shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're dehydrated. It's like if I said, "Oh, go go run a hundred meters," you're going to beat your all time best after just ten minutes after stepping on stage. You look phenomenal, but you're yeah. going to going to feel like a bag of dicks. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, what the fuck? Like, so why aren't you doing the basics to get this done? I just don't understand. It's like, are you Superman? Have you extra vision? You know, with all your organs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like. And don't get me wrong, that's not going to like, that's going to give you an overall perspective of what's going in. Obviously, there's other stuff that need to be checked out, you know what I mean? Like, and people just need to look at that. They're, they're so afraid to almost know that something's wrong. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong, I fucking hate going to doctors. I think most of them don't have a fucking clue what they're talking about. And they don't, and I don't mean that they don't have a clue what they're talking about. That's wrong of me to say. What I mean is, so I'll clarify, they, they don't know unless they're into bodybuilding or into some sort of high level of exercise. Training, they don't understand what the fuck you're doing. They just think you're mental. Yeah. They just look at you and go, "Why the fuck would you want to do that?" And sometimes, yeah, they have a point. Sometimes, what the fuck are you doing that? But the reality of it is, is like you're going to do it anyways. Yeah. So there's no point in getting that judgy look. It's like, well, give me the information, I can figure it out. And yeah, that is the thing. I actually spoke about with Mana on that podcast is that a lot of doctors don't know about it, and they just think everything that's wrong with you is down to the fact that you do bodybuilding. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, you do bodybuilding? Yeah, that's probably what's wrong with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my eye fell out as last bodybuilding. Yeah. Someone punched me in the face, broke my jaw. Yeah. (laughs) Should be a bodybuilder. Yeah, he shouldn't have looked like that. (laughs) He shouldn't have that muscly face. Got punched easy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Like, Like, some of them, don't get me wrong, are great. And some of them just don't give a shit and just give you the results. Like, and as I said, that was one good thing is like, I would just say, can you just email me the results? Do you want to come in? No, just email me the results, please. No. So I can just figure it out. Sometimes they just, I remember I went in once and they weighed me and they went, your BMI's a bit high, you need to lose weight. And I was like, yeah, I, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I don't live back in 1930 where the house had a doorway of five foot. I'm all good. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, I, that, that, you know, that's, that BMI is just horseshit. Like I get oh, why yeah. people use it, like, but I'm like, oh yeah, they told me I was I was verging on obesity and I needed to drop some fat. You are a big old bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was really like, is. okay, cool. Yeah. But when I was on prep, it was normal. I was like, this is not normal. <laughs> no, I feel like fucking horrendous. Yeah. I'm, actually, I'm actually my skin is translucent. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah. at least my BMI's alright. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at least I'm healthy, <laughs> according to your dog shit scale yeah. of reality. Yeah, got no period, but you know. Yeah. BMI's in check. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nuts. Yeah, I feel massively healthy. Like, I've actually forgot my own name twice while walking here. Yeah, it's like, what are you on about? Like, And that's, that's again, that's the problem. It's these old school. And, like, the, the thing about it is, like, 
you know, most of them look like a bag of shit too. Like, you know, like it's oh, like, yeah. it's like, oh mate, you're a hop skipping away from fucking diabetes, and then you're gonna. I, I'm telling the, the thing is like, and don't get me wrong, like they have a super hard job. Like they're listening oh, to yeah. people's problems all the time, and like I used to do a lot of like because I did um, anatomy and, and physiology. Overworked. Yeah, massively overworked. So I don't I don't. And I, there's probably just like, oh, who's this fucking jumped up little dickhead coming asking me all the <laughs> questions? And it's just like whatever. That's why like a lot of the time I, I empathize with what it is, but it's like. You can't give out to me when you look like that, mate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you can't like, and for the for the most part, I'm relatively healthy. Like I have a decent diet. Like, do I eat some shit? You know, fucking do. Yeah, <laughs> too right, I do. <laughs> Mike and Ike's, I love you. Um, <laughs> But like, yeah, and I do like, but like the thing about it is I'm training every day of the week. I'm doing cardio three times a week. I'm doing boxing twice a week. So it's like, and that's even in the off season. Like, and I think that's what you need to, obviously as an older guy, I definitely keep that in check. And I think I'm much more aware of blood panels, but I've always done them like, but not to the degree I do them now. And I think that's, I think that's more what I'm saying is like, you know, like doctors out there, they have a super hard job and like, they're just they're just kind of basing you on the masses. They're, they're not, not specialists in nah. this area anyway. No. no, but like, as I said, and I think that's what's kind of refreshing about, uh, you know, the blood, the blood clinic is like, they're able to do, you know, like talk, talk you down through it and stuff like mm. that. Like, luckily I could see what the fuck is wrong, you know, do it myself. But I mean, it's always good to have that knowledge in the background and also they're specifically doing it for you as an individual. Yeah. And like, you know. And not everyone's got that knowledge. If they no. gave me that, I'd be like, I haven't got a fucking clear. I could just mess up to you. <laughs> I don't have a Molly. Your BMI is fine. Fuck off. Don't say some of my bees. Yeah, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's my voice. Yeah, sorry. So, supplements like ashwagandha and things, do they mm. actually work? Because I know a lot of people are a little bit like. Um, I can't think of what the word is now. Like, skeptic. Skeptic, that's it, of these things. Yeah, no, I definitely do think they work, yeah, definitely. Like, again, I think the problem with it is, is, like, it's kind of, like, I suppose it's, like, certain things get, like, this massive, oh, my God, it's fucking amazing, and then when you take it, it's like, oh, that was all right. Yeah. You know, and I think it's the underwhelming because you're expecting something yeah. so... Yeah, I think people either get that, like it's amazing to take it and they're like, oh, or they just think you're talking some hippie dippy crap. Like, yeah, <sighs> again, like, for me it definitely works. You mm. know, I, I've added to one of my products. Obviously, you you, you, you know the a patent version of the KM66. Um, that's really good as well. There's a lot of good, not, there's a lot of good kind of research-based stuff on there. I really like it. Yeah. I really rate it. And I think it's a really good product and... Uh, do I think you're going to get something out of it? Yeah, 100%. But again, as I said, I think it's... If you know what you're meant to get off of and you expect anything else, then you're a dope. Yeah. But, like, I think if you just get... Like, as again, it's not one of those things that's going to, like... I think it'll de it definitely helps, like, mm. 100%. But again, it's like, what are you expecting off? And I think it's the, the popularity thing that people tout these things and put them almost on the pedestal. And then when it doesn't give what they perceive they should get out of yeah. this. Like if they've taken 20,000 other products and got fuck all out of it and they think the sun and moon shines out of its arse. But because this product, this ingredient has been put up on a on a pedestal to a certain degree, I think for what it is, it does a, it does a really good job. Of it. Yeah. But like expecting anything more than that, I think is just stupid. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's that's it like i i get benefit out of it and that i can only say about my experience and other people like yourself yeah and people who train again like you know certain people will react different to different things like you if you take 10 people it's like you put 100 people in a room like 
you know, you're going to like and give every one of them products, you're probably going to get five to six people who think it's dog shit. And then you're going to get the other four that just complain about it because they complain about everything in their fucking lives anyways. Yeah. And they're just dickheads anyways. So <laughs> do you know what I mean? Even if they, they thought it was the greatest product ever, they're never going to give you that credit. No. Because it's either they're not going to like your brand or they're not going to like you as a human being or they just want to disagree with you for the sake of that. Because they've got nothing else in their life. Yeah, they just, you know, they should go and play in oncoming traffic, you know, just <laughs> fuck off, you know. They'll be killed by being hit by a parked cars and they're just morons, you know. <laughs> and the, the, you're always going to get that. But I, I think for, like, from what I've seen and what, what I've read about it and even just, like, certain product, certain ingredients make no sense to me. And I go, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But that makes sense to me. So yeah, yeah, like there's a there's a logical progression of what people are saying and the overall the overall kind of I suppose experience from users. Again, as long as the product is sourced properly and it's a good product, then yeah, I, I don't see how I don't see how people would get much of it. So I don't I don't think it's I think it's like how would you I forget the how, how the, the vernacular for it. It's not like I think it's just I wouldn't say it's not like guilty by association, but it's almost like people have hyped it up so much that it 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 can't do anything but almost fuck up if that makes any sense because people are putting up so high and then if you're like oh my god this is going to change your life it's like yeah people think it's going to like cure their anxiety yeah it's not going to cure your anxiety will it make you feel a bit calmer though yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah exactly so like say you're on a budget and you want to take something like that you know 5 hdp you know lemon balm extract you know um ksm 66 or ashwagandha you know like stuff like that 100% going to kind of balance you out and yeah. chill you out a little bit like 100% like they, those type of things are they're not the same type of things but do your research again don't just stick something willy nilly into your body and just you know that's I find that fascinating where people go oh, yeah I took that why'd you take it oh he told me or she told me do you know what it is I don't fucking clue no. do you know what I mean I just think that's that's nonsense like and then it is mad you know then if they take like a pre-workout and it's literally called like dark side onslaught and then they go I didn't want to be that strong. It's called literally Dark Side Onslaught. Do you know what I mean? It has a picture of a dog's head being cut off. <laughs> you know? <laughs> what did you expect? I didn't call it like, you know, I just find that fascinating. Like, have you ever had pre-workout before? No, that's the first one I ever took. What the fuck? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, so it's like it's like that. It's like everything has its lane and stay in that lane. Yeah. But I think, I think people need to research stuff. I think like, you know, they need to ask questions and be... Pertinent questions, not dumbass questions. Yeah. You know, that does make you sound racistic, though. Then when you said it's got a picture of a dog's head being cut. Oh, he's my dog. I own the dog. I could, <laughs> I could have said, oh, I own that fucker. No, Please just, don't cut his head off. No, I, I like your dog. I love him. Yeah, I think I think just from that perspective, I think it's just like you have to like, especially like I think as well as that, people take too much stuff and don't realize what they're putting into themselves, and you just need to kind of research that yourself. Don't just take somebody's word for it. Yeah, and also realize you're an individual. You might react differently, like unless you're, like no two individuals are the same. No, you know, so it's like you might react differently to that product and be aware of that. Yeah, and it's just like just because your favorite Instagram influencers saying take this, like they're being paid to tell you to take this. Yeah, and just kind of always have that in the back of your mind. Yeah, I I think do your research. Don't just take it because. But also, just look at their body type. You know what I mean? Like, like look at like. If you have a six foot five telling a guy five foot four to do, you know, RDLs a certain way, he's not biomechanically set up the same way. Yeah. So it's like, why are you going to take his word for it? Like, you might feel it and you might get something off it, but it's the same with products too. Like, look at the size of that guy's body weight. Look at, yeah. you know, like, 
oh, you need to take 20 grams of L-citrate in a pre-workout. You're like, why? I'm not fucking 385 fucking pounds of muscle. What are you talking about? Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to need that. My body's not going to assimilate that if I'm 150 fucking pounds. It's just like, you know, and you have to take that. I think that's where people need to look at where their level is at and just be realistic with them. Like everybody, the fascinating thing I find about bodybuilders, every bodybuilder seems to lie about their weight. It just seems to be a thing that they do. It's like the heavier they are, the better they are. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, you know, it's just, it is what it is. It's like, you know, that's like me turning around saying, oh, I'm 120 kilos. I'm not, I'm 103. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It is what it is. You can tell I'm not 120 kilos. So by me saying it, I just look like a donkey. Your top five cannot live without products and why? Products. Um, I'm a big fan of, in one of the other brands that I do, I do a product called Toka Plus. I'm a big fan of that. I love that product because it basically helps clean out your liver and has oh, okay, some cool. stuff for your heart and your kidneys. So big fan of that. Um, I'll be honest with you, I probably couldn't live without a pre-workout at this stage. <laughs> so well, I don't know really which one, like, because they use different ones for different things. Um, overall, I probably couldn't live without Onslaught. That's just me. Um, definitely couldn't live without a protein. Liposomal vitamin C. I'm a massive fan of that too. And probably because I'm old as fuck, some sort of joint product. <laughs> so yeah, I am messing around developing one. We did one for our dogs, but I'm actually developing one for us. So I couldn't live without those because cool. I'm old. But yeah, definitely. But you can do it that fixes my knees. Uh, I'll get you, you can be my guinea pig. <laughs> Thanks. Send some shit on. Like, can you walk? Yes. Can you walk? Not walk. So yeah, definitely. I I'd say those things, like a bit of health and just a bit of like. As I said, like I, I love it. I love a good strong pre-workout. Yeah. I mean, it's never going to change. Uh, that's what I like myself. As again, do I think everybody needs it? No, not no. at all. But for me, I can take a pre-workout and you know, relatively. As I said, I don't sleep a lot. Anymore. What would you say the most overrated product is? Overrated or people's over expectations? I don't know really, because like, for me. Oh, that's really, really hard. I, I did through. send you the questions. I know, you I know, like, oh, I send me the questions, I Molly. I want to look through them first. I didn't look at any of them. I, I did think guys messaged me back saying that's fine very quickly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did like, you know, I probably scrolled through them. Yes, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> because I think if you just like look at stuff, then you can't like kind of like be off the cuff and be honest about things. I think you'll overthink things. Um, fuck, that is a really hard question. Jesus. I think probably when it first came out, like raspberry ketones and CLA, they were the two most overrated things that I just thought, what the? Oh, fuck? is that them tab that raspberry ketones and tablets? Yeah. And they're like, oh, if you take these, you won't be hungry all day, and you'll yeah. lose like twenty stone in a week. Yeah, like I thought they were very like, what the fuck? That they made no. And CLA, CLA is like, you know, it, it comes from like. I think cows are the only ones that can properly metabolize it because they've like eight stomachs and they get it in the grass and stuff like that. So, in theory. If humans could absorb it properly, then it'd be great. But overall, no, it's it's a nice add-on, you know, and it's it's you know you can get something even primrose oil, which is good for females, obviously when they're on their um, time of the month or whatever you want to call it. Um, but no, I think those two products for fat loss were just tremendously overrated for me. Yeah. So I think that well, that's that's the only thing I can think of. Like, what the fuck is that about? When I just read that, I was like. That makes no sense. So I did think, just from a, like an ingestion standpoint, I'm like, well, especially like CLA or whatever. So yeah, no. those two. Cool. Right, and then your final question, which everyone gets, is what would you like anyone listening to this podcast to take away? 
whatever they want, really, it's up to their own interpretation. I think if they took one thing away, it's just do your own research. Don't yeah. take any, anybody's like advice, no matter how supposedly knowledgeable you are for, you know, at face value, because like you need to, you need to understand the process. And if you don't understand it, like ask questions. Yeah. You know I mean, there's nothing wrong with asking a question. Um, that is the only thing that I would say. Like, I think people are afraid to ask and they think, you know, some people are put up on pedestals of stuff and um, they just need to understand that it's not always correct. So I think, yeah, I, I think just take data, like just do your own research and, oh, get blood work done. There you yeah. Go. Those two things, yeah. Get blood work done and do some fucking research. Cool. And don't be afraid to ask owners questions who own brands and just realize that we're all trying to sell some shit yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean like but I'll always be as honest as I can and there is some really good brands out there with some really good brand owners and try and support more of the independent brands because a lot of the time they've done a lot of the work you know they're not just a corporation they're there to like because they believe in what they do yeah yeah massively and I know like quite a few of you and you all do it because it's what you think is the best thing to the market it works for you yeah yeah if it works for me and i understand it then i'm going to do it if i don't understand it and i'll do as much research as i can on stuff like i'm not going to just especially when i get ingredients like look i'm very privileged i have access to a lot of whatever i really want like is it well whatever allowed use i can kind of do whatever i want i'm very privileged like i've a manufacturer there's like a mentor to me so i'm really really lucky in that sense but the fact of the matter is you really have to um if it doesn't make sense to me i'm not going to no. You know, especially because I want, I want one, I want the, the customer to get the ultimate value out of the product, but I also want the customer to say, in that realm of what I've taken, that's one of the best. I'm never going to say I'm the best, because that's just sound like a fucking dick, but like ultimately, I want people to like feel, oh, they've done a really good job, and I've got something out of that product that I purchased, and I believe in what they're doing, because they're not just talking shit. So... You know, I'm never going to say, oh, we have the world's strongest, we work out, or we have the, because that's just dog shit. Yeah. You know, but if you're up there with your peers and the people you respect in the industry, well, then you can't really wish for much more than that. And obviously, you just be a good person and treat others how you want to be treated. That's the best way to go about things. You're always going to have haters, and you're always going to have people who are smiling and shaking their hand and giving you a middle finger underneath your desk. You're yeah. always going to have those cunts. And like, they're almost as good as your, your supporters to a certain degree because they'll strive you on to do more and be more diligent and work harder do you know yeah I mean? because it's not that you ever want to prove them wrong because if you get up that that site you'll you lose sight of who you are and what you want to achieve but the other end of the spectrum there is you're kind of like oh well some days that you don't want to get out of bed you go well maybe he's getting out of bed to do that why don't i get out of bed to do that why am i being lazy you know what I mean? yeah you know you don't want to let that person ever be right in that sense so like for me I don't ever focus on negativity, and if you don't like me, I just don't really care about you. you know, I just couldn't give a fuck. You know, spout your shit, talk your talk your your stuff, and as I always say to people, cream and shite will rise to the top, mm. but shite will sink back down to the ground one day. And like those people that you made fun of on the way up, you'll be seeing them on the way down again. So yeah. just be kind to everyone, and if people are talking shit, you don't have to like bite at them or respond to them, or if you don't believe in something, you don't have to say it. You know, unless you're asked directly by them, then have your opinion. Other than that, opinions are like arseholes. Most everybody, <laughs> everybody has one. You know what I mean? And some shite comes out of a lot of them. So for me, I just kind of like keep my shit to myself and just yeah. do my own thing. And I respect everybody in the industry that's trying, no matter what they're trying to do. Like unless they're like absolutely 
apparent in the way that they go on and I just go, fuck, what a two. But even then, I just, that's literally the gravitas that I would give it, like, what a two. Yeah. And then just move on with my life because I've got way better stuff. And there's, I have more positive people in my life than negative people. Yeah, absolutely. So why focus on those when I can give that love and respect to the people that are around me rather than focus on some negative arsehole that means nothing to me and never will. Yeah, absolutely. So if anyone wants to find you, where are you? Don't you've got a gym leave as well. me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, come and annoy Adrian. <laughs> leave me alone. Um, yeah, like, uh, yeah, you can always hit me up for a chat on Alpha Knee on TM. Um, that's on the Instagram. And then we have Max Body's Gym in Sire Ancestor. You can always come and annoy my arse there. So, yeah. And you can meet the dogs here as well. Yeah, you meet the dog. And if Akuma likes you, you can stay. If you don't, you may just have no arms and legs left. <laughs> I'm only messing. He's super friendly. Millie will get you, though. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, just come and hang out. Um, come for a session. Just if you're coming, make sure you bring some food. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, it's all good. Bring yeah. some Mike and Ike's. Mike and Ike's, yeah. yeah. Mike and Ike's are cookies. I love you forever. <laughs> Ideal. Thank you so much for coming on. No worries. Anytime.